welcome back. Episode 12. What are we up to today? Well, we had some craziness last week, and uh, it seems like that happens quite often in uh, this world. In the journey of life. Our engineer decided to uh, break his leg in three places. How dare you, Noah? How dare you? Skateboarding, being told that this was the easier ramp, and uh, one night in the hospital with surgery, but uh, we got him home, so we're upstairs, a little more echoey up here, and ready to talk. Yeah, he's on the mend. We're ready to go. We made it work. Yeah, I mean, it was easy for us. Yeah, you can't can't hold us back. (laughs) Well, I thought, you know, thinking about Noah and his skateboarding thing, he was working on this one, what you call it, half pipe or something, and some kid goes, well, this one's easier over here, so maybe you should try that one, and he literally broke his tibia and his fibula, and so I thought about choices and, and how we make choices in our lives, because being raised in a religious family, we were taught that the Holy Ghost would guide you. Having been away from that for about five and a half years now, we make our choices a little bit differently than we did before, and it used to be through prayer and we as in we as in our family. Yeah, sorry. And uh, I think I found out that most of the time it was either a gut feeling or we just decided that we would use our intuition or our knowledge by researching stuff. Right. So I'm not sure how you go about making choices in your life. Um, I mean, I don't think I ever made choices based on the church, even though I grew up in a religious household, like very forced religious household. I was still like hesitant, I think just because of my awareness as like a soul. I mean, people have told me my entire life that I'm an old soul or that I'm a wise soul. And I always was just like, okay, like that's old people tell me that all the time. Like you, d- you don't know what that means when you're a kid, but I feel like I'm still young as a 25 year old, but I do feel like I'm a wise old soul. Like I have just have a lot of perspective and information and I feel like I never felt like the things that I heard or like was being taught were like correct for me. The only reason like the choices I made during that time, I think were more like belonging or peer pressure or feeling like I had to do that instead of it being like, this is the right thing to do because the, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit told me to do it. Is that, That's a hard thing too, is when you're taught there's right, wrong, good, and bad. And I, I look at choices like we have. So Noah's a, a natural born to me and Twyla, and then our two oldest are adopted. And the, the choices of getting pregnant in a high demand religion is not good Mm -hmm. that's just something that's bad but the choice that the the parents made to give their kids up for adoption was the most unselfish thing i've seen in my life and it wasn't good it wasn't bad it wasn't right it wasn't wrong it was a choice that was made prior to the birth there was a consequences consequence to it which was you get pregnant and then you make that choice to keep the baby give the baby up for adoption which is funny because Somebody I know has a baby that they kept. <laughs> and I was just thinking, that sounds like a very similar situation. Yeah, I mean, I was 19 when I got pregnant. And um, 
my dad told me you should give the baby up for adoption because um, he wouldn't say get an abortion because that's absolutely terrible. You can't do that. But, you know, you can't have the baby either. Um, yeah, he told me to get rid of the baby, like give it up for adoption. And he like came up with this whole story. I had this friend in college and she made a mistake and blah, 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 blah. And I just was like, okay, you know, like, guess what? That was you probably. <laughs> That's probably your baby. Like from the way you're like making it sound. And like I talked about it with siblings after and they were like, honestly, that probably was his kid that he like had this lady give up for adoption. It's kind of a joke about the family, but who knows? But yeah, I, I mean, the choice to to, you know, have my baby. I think we had the conversation a few weeks ago and I just used like the the saying, you know, I, you know, made my bed. Now I have to sleep in it. And it, that was it. It was like, OK, I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby, I guess. This is my choice. Yeah, and it's, it's not something that you need other people to be involved in the decision, but it's nice to have people around to talk to and bounce ideas off. And or just support for your decision. Like they don't have to agree with it. But to support it, like I'm not I was not harming anyone. You know, it's like it, obviously you don't support a decision of a loved one if it's a really bad decision, if it's harming someone or harming themselves, you know, like a decision, something like that. But, you know, having support at that time, I think would have made such a difference. Just having like the words, hey, I support you would have been so different. But again, like I that was the choice I made is to have a baby in the situation that I was in. And. I'm grateful for that choice. I'm happy that I made that choice. And I would never, ever, ever do anything to go back and change that choice. And I would never regret it. Right. And it's 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 not a matter of looking at you as a good person, bad person, right person, wrong person. It's looking at you as a person that had a situation. You chose to live your life. And the consequences was pregnancy. And you've done nothing but make the best of a tough situation. And I'm not, again, it's not a wrong, right, good, bad. You've made a great choice for yourself and I respect it I honor it but again I don't, I don't know how you come to that choice because we've dealt with it on the other side we're grateful for that but I'm grateful too that you did what you did yeah Not like it matters really yeah <laughs> I don't know I mean there was like I've had like the thought or the conversation before that um like way before I got pregnant when my son's father and I were just dating he was struggling with his addiction and it was for me a choice whether do I like stick it out like do I support him or do I kind of just walk away from the situation and I believe at the time my higher self my higher power gave me the choice you know hey you do this or don't and I chose to go the hard way the rough path because that was the path that I was on if I hadn't chosen that path and chose to continue and to support him I don't think like we would be here having this podcast because I wouldn't have the lessons I wouldn't have the wisdom or the experiences because I made that choice we're here today so yeah it's like choices they can be so hard and like another thing is you can think a choice is going to be an easy one like hey I'm going to go down the easier ramp (laughs) and then it turns out to be terrible like broke you broke three bones or two bones in three different places so choices can be heavy they can be you know double-edged I think it was I don't know if it's when we had Kayla on or if it's you know we, we talked so much I don't remember when we talked but we, we were we were talking about you know my molestation and stuff and how that choice that somebody else made could have actually been something that was beneficial to me because it it did make it 
it, it possibly could have made a difference in my career choices and or how I think about people, but especially how I work with teenagers and stuff. Right. And so even though that's hard for me to say, at least right now as I'm speaking, I feel peace. And I, I'm just so proud you said that. That was like so amazing because I think when like 12 weeks ago, you did not have that mindset. And here we are on episode 12 and we can see that you do have this like mindset shift, which is like so amazing. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so glad that I was able to be here to hear that. Well, well, thank you. Cause it, I, I've had people say it before, but I don't think it's been as impactful as now. But I think again, too, because I've, I've watched you from 11th grade, 12th grade to 25 and you know, the other kids that we still hang out with from school and you know if if that's what it took to get me where i am today okay i'll i'll accept that and and move on because it means that the choice that i made was was something that was beneficial to me and to other people around me yeah and that choice you know how they say um like if you throw a rock in a pond it creates ripples it's like that choice created a ripple effect in your life where you started on the path of helping other people and you became a teacher and you have affected, like literally ripple affected so many people in your life because of one choice or like one experience. And I've always thought that I've made these really awful, bad experiences. I've, I've dealt with that mental anguish, the mental disorder that comes along with a trauma. And I haven't looked at those important things. We, we took a young lady to go shopping the other day because we were going to do a, a photo shoot and we needed some makeup. And the, the owner of the store was kind of ornery with her, but he's an old-time makeup guy from Hollywood. And he just didn't understand this teen and what she was trying to do. She wasn't quite doing it maybe the, the right way. Right. But she was doing it a way she wanted to do it. And she'd actually tried it and it worked, but that's not how they did it in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that he didn't understand was that he was shooting her down. He was stopping her progression because she was starting to doubt herself instead of just asking her more questions and guiding her to where he might want her to go instead of telling her, I've been doing it for 30 years. This is how you do it. That's not going to work with a teen. And she's a strong will 15, 16 year old. And I love that about her. And, and I, we just sat in the car and I just said, you know, that's the one thing that I learned. I learned how to talk to teens. I learned I, really not how to talk to teens, but most of the time, listen to the teens and, and what they're needing what they're saying and that's probably a benefit of nobody listening to me for one thing I didn't say anything and the second thing is that I just didn't talk about anything like that so I don't know there's something that I was taught early on because I played a lot of sports and then by my junior year I was coaching sports so that yeah. shift instead of taking that as a negative a bad choice it was something that was really positive for me yeah. So you were like totally empathizing with those, um, with those students and being able to like recognize when you were sitting in that car and being like, that is not how I would talk to that girl because she is strong willed. And I recognize these characteristics in her and these qualities in her, you have realized how to, you know, communicate best. And I think that's a choice that you consciously made. Like you just said a few minutes ago, because maybe people weren't listening to you. You have learned how to listen and how to make that difference. And I think that is such a big choice that kind of we've both made. We've mentioned it before of being like a quote cycle breaker and quote is because we have chosen to, you know, literally break these habitual cycles or um, like for me, it's a habitual cycle in my family or for you just 
you know, a belief or a religious belief and being able to break these cycles and kind of go out on our own is actually a really big choice. And people, so many individuals will just kind of stay stuck their entire lives. And I feel like it took you most of your life, like 29 years or something to get to this point and like to, to make this decision to have this choice. Yeah. More like 50 something. No, <laughs> that's, that's so true. And the, the choices that we make, I mean, every day we, we make a choice for something. What I love about choices is now depending on myself and depending on the people around me that I trust and not depending on something that I can't see, whether I'm right or wrong about if there is a God or not, that's okay because I believe that it's more important to look at something, evaluate the situation, and then make that choice for what you need to do. And then make sure that it's not going to hurt you, your your family, your friends, or anybody else around, and then go for it. Right. And I like that you said you're doing it for yourself or like the opinions of like the, the loved ones around you, your family. Because I used to make so many choices based on the opinions of people who just didn't matter, you know, but their opinion was so high, you know, in my life. Like I had to be able to do what they wanted me to do. I had to be able to achieve the goals that they wanted me to achieve. Like, for example, like my dad, we talked about this before. I placed him on a pedestal where it was like I need to be able to be perfect, to reach all those expectations that he continued to set. And I couldn't do that. And I made decisions, like life decisions, big life decisions based on the invalid opinion of someone who did not have my best interest, you know, in in his heart. And, you know, at this time in my life where I'm only making decisions for me and for Duke, it just feels so good. And like, I've made a very big decision I've made a very big decision pretty recently that we will be announcing pretty soon. Um, but it's like a big decision and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I am so excited, but it's a big choice, but I am so like grateful that I'm in this place right now in my life where I have the opportunity to make this choice and I have the support behind me for this choice not only like for the place I'm at, but for like in the future, the place I'm, I'm going in life, you know, just the direction that I'm headed. I have support and it makes me so happy and I'm just so grateful. And I think too, that you, when you talk about making those big decisions, those big choices, once again, I have to say this for my brain, you're not talking like everything's going to be perfect now because I made this one choice or these two choices. You're saying for me today, I am very excited about the direction my life is headed because of this choice. Yeah. And it, it just feels so good to know that this choice was made from a place of love and not from like being forced into a situation and not being like forced to have to decide to do something and just realizing like this is right. This is right for me. And this is right for my child is like, it's such a good feeling. It's gratifying. It's validating. But it's also like it just feels so incredibly peaceful. And I'm just I'm so happy right now. And I just feel so good. I think it's it's like my therapist. She never says or or but. She always says and. Yeah. And the choices are that. It's not either or. Yeah. It's I could do this and I could do this. Yeah. It can't be black and white. We are breaking that black and white thinking and we are veering into the gray. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't have to be 
this or that. Like with our, um, I think two episodes ago with Kayla, with duality, it doesn't have to be this or that. It is this and that. Yeah, holding, holding space for both things. Yeah. And again, good old therapist says the same thing. Can you hold space for both ideas, both thoughts, both choices? And it's something that's being taught to me, something that's being learned. I've got a great examples all around me of people making choices and not, not easy choices either. And as we get older, I think we have less choices because we kind of understand where we are and what we need to do. And Elisa, my therapist, was asking me, she said, okay, so what about California now? Because I just, I want to live in California. I want to live in California. And after, you know, I want to be here because the kids are here, all four of my kids. And after Noah broke his leg, it's like, I, I don't want to be in California. I don't want to be that far away from these guys because if something happens, it's nice to be around to help. It doesn't matter what age your kids are. When they're hurting and they're suffering, it eats you alive. And you being a young mom, you know what that's like when Duke hurt his his arm was. Yeah, his arm. I was trying to think. I remember his foot or his it arm. Was, yeah, he was like jumping, doing something ridiculous in my living room. And Helvi and Twyla were visiting to set the scene, you guys. And Duke was just like jumping up and down. And I don't know what he did. It was probably like the same with my broke my foot. No idea. All of a sudden we were fine. And then we were hurt the next second. But he was fine like a day later. But it's still, it, it eats you up. And so. It was, it was really hard to watch him suffer and go through that pain. It was really hard when we showed up and we tried to move him and I could feel the bone moving under my hand. I'm like, well, mm. no way. We got to call no. him and stabilize this, this poor kid and to see his face. But the choice for me to make it through this winter with a person who's got depression, PTSD, anxiety, and I, I would assume sad, you know, seasonal affective disorder. It's, it's, I don't know. It's it's nice to have that choice, but again, not that, like you said, that black and white choice. It's just, I could do this and I can do that. Yeah, and I think it comes, like like you said, as the older you get, um, I think you said you get less choice or like you make less choices, but I would argue you're making the same amount of choices, but they it seems like you're making less choices because you're more sure. You're more confident. You have more awareness of your intuition and that gut instinct, you know? It's like you've been down that path before. You've seen it. And it doesn't mean it makes it easier, but it just seems like you can just see a little bit further ahead maybe. I don't know if that's making sense. I'm not saying being older is helpful and more wise. I just see like I don't. I would love to be your age again, but I don't want to have those choices again. I don't want to have the right. little kids. I'd rather have the 22-year-old with a broken leg been the five-year-old with an arm that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then when you're younger too, it's it's harder to have insurance or the right type of insurance. Oh, totally. And to make sure that you have the right type of needs for your little family too. And it seems like as we've gotten older, that stress is a little bit less there. And it's probably because our jobs provide the health insurance for us. So we're lucky there. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. So it's more of like a security. I was thinking like, it's more you learn to not question it so much because whether it's like, I was thinking like you're kind of in their group, you know, like you've, you've had a kid before, you've seen broken bones before, you know, it's like, you know what to do where, you know, they always say moms, you know, they're wiping off the dinky every two seconds for the first kid. By the time it gets to the third kid, like they just pick it up the floor and put it back in their mouth. You know, it's like that you kind of just get into the groove and you know what works and you know what doesn't. 
especially like as you get older, you are more knowledgeable. You do have more experiences because every year older, every you learn something every day. So I think it's like both ways. You are you are a little bit wiser, but you also are more sure because you have had more experiences and you you don't have to question yourself so much. Whereas when you're young, you're just constantly questioning everything. Who am I? What is the world? You know, it's like constantly questioning. And the more you feel good about yourself and the life that you have, you can make those easier. I don't want to say easier, but you can make those decisions, quote, easier, end quote. Yeah, I think it does become a little bit easier to make those decisions. It might not mean that you take the easiest route. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. It just means you don't question your choice. It's like you don't know if it's going to be wrong or right, but you know that this is the choice you're making and you're going to stick to it. You know, it's like, again, I, when I got pregnant, it was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I either have the baby or I don't. I got to stick to whatever decision I make. I need to stick to it. You know, it's the same, like that's a big example, but it could be whatever, whatever choice you make, you need to have the confidence in yourself to stick it through. I don't say confidence because I feel like confidence is almost like a heavy word. Just have like the trust or the faith or the belief or whatever it is in yourself to make a choice and be able to stick it through no matter what the situation is, whether it gets really crazy or unexpected, like you choose the easy way, you're guaranteed the easy ramp and then you break your leg in three places, but you are guaranteed the easy way. Like you have to stick it out and now Noah's sticking it out. He's making the best of the situation. We are here having the podcast still. We are making it work. And, you know, we're joking about it. I can joke about it because it's not my broken leg. <laughs> uh, you know, like you have to stick it out and make those choices. And I think, honestly, it works out. You know, it works out in the end. Well, I think the thing with, with Noah, and he's a good kid. And he doesn't have a microphone near him. So I sure know. He just like smiles. So we're giving him shit right now. And he can't say anything <laughs> to defend himself. Well, he's and, – and I think – I don't know if he realizes that this is a lesson for his dad, too, who's just struggled and struggled. I mean – just watching what was going on and remembering some of the things I struggled with because you had to confess sexual sins to a man when you were young, not even understanding what's going on because nobody taught you anything. And then I'm having all these doubts and fears because I wasn't there to protect my kid from the ramp, which I couldn't have protected him. There's no way. And then the doctor comes in and says, okay, you can have two and a half weeks worth of healing with surgery or eight weeks in a cast. And he kind of just looked at us like, what to do? And I'm like, well, I'd ask the doctor what he'd do. But I know what I'd do. I'd take the surgery. And I know the next question, Noah asked, like, well, how much is that going to cost? And I looked at Noah and I said, man, that ambulance ride is probably covered a deductible. So I would take the, the, the best option in healing, which is getting that rod put in there. See, and that is so interesting because I was thinking, like, I, I saw your Facebook post and you were like eight weeks, no surgery, two and a half weeks with surgery. And I was like thinking to myself, what would I do? And I don't think I would do surgery because I'm terrified. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck that. And I'd just be like, all right, I'm home for eight weeks with loose bones in my legs. So that was a big ass choice, Noah. But you stuck it out. That is a hard choice. And he, he got lucky too because it was within an hour after they said surgery that he was in surgery. Oh, that's good. And I think it was out within an hour. And it's funny, I made a choice that night too, because I, you know, I've been two years on as a volunteer EMT firefighter up in Eager and all the patients I saw over the almost 20 years as a chiropractor. Those things don't bother me. But I finally looked at Twyla and I'm like, I, I can't do anymore. I've, I've got to go home. I'm, I'm going to crack and break up here. and I'm going to get mad at somebody. 
And she's like, go home. I'm okay. And then I knew she needed some food. So we went and grabbed her some food. Cambria came down. And we went. I actually broke down in the car and just started crying. And she's, Cambria's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I can't handle this. I can't watch you guys in pain. And she just stopped. She goes, Dad, he's going to be okay. He's taken care of. He's in a good spot. He's going to be all right. And then I stopped. I was done. That was my 23-year-old, almost 23-year-old daughter had to calm dad down because his other baby's in the car there. And it's just like, that's what's important. Family's important. And, you know, then we, we talked to Jordan, our, our oldest. And poor Jordan, we're, we're telling the story, and Jordan likes to pass out to blood. And if you talk about it, and we're not thinking. And all of a sudden, Twilight goes, is he driving? And Noah's talking to him now. And Noah's like, yeah, but he said he's okay. And all of a sudden, he's like, no, I got to get off the phone. Well, he pulled over to the side of, road, of the road and just put the car in park parked and passed out. So we almost caused an oh accident for Jordan. And then his wife is like, uh, okay, you guys, you know you can't talk to Jordan about this stuff, especially when he's driving. And I'm like, oh, I know that was so wrong. And then she's like, and I want to watch him pass out because I've never seen him pass out. <laughs> so now she's like, you, you should have waited until I was there. Yeah, so that was that was that was like, okay, we know to make better choices on on that one too. So again, you look at it, and there's there is a choice all the time. And sometimes we're not smart with our choices. Sometimes we're really smart with our choices. And sometimes the smart choice isn't the the correct choice with the consequences we want it. But you, you just never know. Something else came up. Yeah, and I think it's important no matter what happens. Like I said, stick it through. But I think it's what I'm trying to say with that is like you can't hold it against yourself if that choice didn't work out the way you thought it would or it didn't work out the way you wanted or you know, whatever, you made a choice with the information that you had and you did the best with what you had at the time. You know, if it turns out to not be a good decision or, and I say good, like in quotes here, like whether it's again, quote, the right decision or whatever it is for you, you need to be able to let it go. You can't hold on to that and say, if I hadn't made that choice, this person would be better. If I hadn't made that choice, then this person would be safe or you know, if that blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, we need to be able as humans to say, hey, I made that choice. It did not really go well. That's okay. I'm a human and I'm going to be able to have a whole nother day of choices tomorrow. I think it's hard. We can hold on to um, bad decisions, you know, things that we wish we had done differently and they turn into regrets that hold us back. Yeah, when I, I I forgot to say, too, when we were talking about the young makeup artist, I was talking to my therapist because I just got all agitated because you could just tell there was confrontation and I didn't like it. And she's like, wait a minute, though. Didn't she say you had a conversation with her in the car and that she realized, too, that maybe she needed to listen a little bit more and that you were able to have this good conversation to help her out? And I went, where were you a week ago when I was been beating myself up over this? And it's just, she's like, you know, just sometimes sit back and think about what's going on. Why does your body feel this way? And then realize that there was a teaching moment, which you love to have. And you had somebody there willing to accept the teaching that you brought to them. And that brings in another thing. is like to have the choice to have compassion for yourself for yeah. the, the choice that you make. And that's what you were saying just a second ago yeah. without using the word compassion. Yeah, I was going to say another way is like to choose whether or not to bring that into your, your like barrier, into your boundary. Am I going to choose today to let this decision or the outcome, the result, 
affect who I am today? Am I going to let it affect the production, the motivation, the whatever of my day? That is also a choice. So like if you're having a hard time letting go of a decision, maybe just start with choosing to not let it bother you for 10 minutes and say for for 10 minutes, I'm not going to think about it and I'm just going to be okay with the decision and just do whatever and see if that helps. Because I've spent, I used to spend days or like weeks thinking if I had done this, you know, or you like lay in bed at night and suddenly it's every decision, every choice you could have made differently just starts running through my mind and being able to be like, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to sit here for an hour going through all these choices or anything I could have done differently. This is the day I had. And that was the day I had. That's the end of it. Sure. There's, there's a really good space and time for reflection but you don't need to be in constant reflection mode. You don't need to be constantly second guessing every single choice you've made all day. So like make your choices and be okay with it. Yeah. If you're in that mode, we've already had that discussion about that sympathetic nervous system. It takes over. And then you're in survival mode. And then how many decisions are you making in survival mode? Survival mode is not where you want to be making the decisions for your life today. Survival mode is when you're being chased by a fucking tiger, you know, not when you're like, fuck, this was a really bad decision. I wish I had left 30 minutes earlier. You know, like you can base your whole day. If I had left 10 minutes earlier, or if I had woken up or set my alarm last night, blah, blah, blah. And you can just keep going. Just this is how it is. This is where I'm at today. And I'm okay with where I'm at today. Right. And as we stay in that, that survival decision-making mode too, we're draining ourselves of important endocrine system needs as in hormones and we're starting to deplete ourselves of important hormones like cortisol and other things that help us to stay calm. And so it's it's hard when you get into those fight, flight. Freeze uh, and appease. Yeah. Survival responses. Those responses. And, and that's where, again, my therapist says, you know, it's nice that you do have some hobbies and things that you like to do because that does pull you out of that situation. The hard part is making that choice mm-hmm. to go do that thing that brings you complete joy when you feel like you don't deserve happiness. Yeah, it has to be a conscious choice and it's so fucking hard. So here's the thing too, is like when I was talking with Noah, I said, or I, I don't know if you heard me the other night, I think it was even last night, I just made the joke, it's like being pregnant. He's in a situation where he has no choice. I mean, yeah. imagine you've, you've given birth two of us will never understand that you can't all of a sudden just say whoa 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 tag i'm out bring somebody else in you're in it like you're in it and it's terrifying like yeah i mean there's definitely like moments when i was like four or five months pregnant as like a 19 year old where i was like holy fuck like i am going to have to push a human being out of my fucking vagina <laughs> you know, like it was terrifying. I ended up having a C-section, so I didn't have to push baby out. So that was okay. Um, but yeah, it's like once you're in there, like you're in there and you're having a fucking baby. There's no choice. You just sort of like, all right, here you go. Yeah. How I, can I make the best of this situation that I'm in? There it is right there. And I, I don't understand that choice because when it comes to pain, I do everything I can to stay out of pain. And yet you look at women that have a baby after baby, just having one baby. I can't. I see my mom had eight babies and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know, but she didn't have any morning sickness. I was throwing up like 12 to 15 times a day, sucking on cubes, on like Gatorade ice cubes. Because if I just sipped it, I couldn't do it. Um, It was like 
just terrible. And of course, the medication they give you like causes heart defects and cleft palates. And so I was like, mm, can't take it. And so I just was like throwing up constantly for three months. Whereas my mom was just like, baby, baby, baby. And I, she was like, literally after like the fifth baby doesn't even hurt anymore. It's like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's funny. Twyla had some morning sickness at the beginning. It was, it was pretty awful. Then it, it went away. But then it went, when it was time to, to give birth to Noah's when the shit hit the fan with she finally got the epidural and then only worked on half her body. And then, I mean, like not half, like upper and lower. Half, half like right, left, left or right. What? Yeah. And then her contractions stopped. <gasps> and then they started using suction cups and everything else to pull Noah out. Ends up breaking his clavicle, but he's oh, so wow. young, he doesn't know. And, and then he's in the hospital for for days because he's he's got a mild fever and they don't know what's going on. And it's because he's got a C-reactive protein side because he's got a busted bone that they can't find. I happen to find it because I just finished x-ray classes, reading oh. x-rays. And it was crazy because here we adopted two kids and we took them home the next day and then Noah's in the hospital for a week. He's and, making you work for it. Oh, yeah. That's uh, his mom. <laughs> but it, it, but it's funny, too. Like, again, it's funny. It's funny. The, the choices that we make. I mean, when we were in the hospital and it was time for Jordan to come home with us, we knew the mom. We knew Melissa. We knew his family. I coached his birth aunt in soccer. We knew them well. And I looked at Melissa and I'm like, going, you have to give the baby up. I'm not taking the baby. You have to hand the baby to me or to Twyla. So I know it was your choice to give the baby up. Mm -hmm. And so Melissa handed me the baby. And then when Cambria was born, it was the same thing with Joanna. And we, she lived with us. And I just said, we won't take the baby. You have to give the baby to us so that you willingly gave up that child. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a precious moment. It was, it was so selfless. It's a very intimate, giant choice. And had they said we change our mind, you know, it would have broken our hearts. But that's okay. That's, that's your choice to make. We're here just to support and to love you and to help you. And to make the best of the situation. And, you know, the, their families have been involved in their lives the entire time. Come on. How great is that? And that's another great series of choices. Yeah. We almost got on the Lisa Gibbons talk show because of that. The only problem was is that I was in school and Melissa was working. It was after Jordan was born because we knew Lisa Gibbons. What? And they were going to fly us out, but we couldn't. We couldn't coordinate between my work or my school schedule and her work schedule. Yeah. But we would have been on the show because back then there was really no such thing as open adoptions. Nobody yeah. really heard of it. Lisa knew us because my dad worked on Entertainment Tonight, and he, she'd heard the story. And so their their segment producer just called us and said, "Would you want to be on the show and talk about this open adoption thing?" <laughs> but like I said, it, it it didn't work out. But that that would have been really fun. That would have been awesome for them. But that's. So choices, wrap it up, Halvi. You know, I, th I think the one thing as being the, the old man here is that I've thought a lot about this week just because of what's happened with Noah and, and, and you and, and how you are a strong woman doing what's right for her family. And choices are so important, but I, I want people to know that there is no good, there is no bad, there is no right, there is no wrong. There's just a consequence. Don't use that as a negative word. Consequence can be anything. It can be positive or negative. I say that to Duke all the time. Like you can have a positive or a negative consequences consequence for your actions. So you need to think based on, you know, how you're acting and how you're treating people, 
how you're going to be treated because that's the consequence of your action. And he he understands that. And he really tries to, you know, get those positive consequences. But it's the same for every choice as an adult. But we don't think that way. We're not thinking every choice has a result. You know, every action has an equal and positive reaction. You know, we're just like, all right, choices. I'm a human. I'm just like doing what I'm doing. Yeah, just just get out there and, and, and try and make some choices. Make some easy ones. Go to the store. Just just choose choose Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Choose Mountain Dew or Coca-Cola. Just if you're having a tough time making choices, go someplace where it's 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 okay to make the wrong choice. But, you know, and then just say, okay, yeah, I don't like Coke as much as I like Mountain Dew. I'll try something different next time. And then start getting comfortable with making choices for yourself, but using an and statement. Okay, I could have Coke and I could have Mountain Dew next time. I'll go for a suicide shake. What do they call that thing? You know? I have no idea. Yeah, whatever, where they mix everything together. Oh, I think you're right. Suicide? Suicide shake? Yeah, or, or suicide soda. Mix? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and I think, again, it, uh, to go along with that, it's be okay with your choice. Stick it out. Don't hold it against you. If you choose the Diet Coke instead of the Mountain Dew and you open it up and it explodes, that's okay. <laughs> that is the choice that you made, and it's okay. Don't hold it against yourself and be happy. Be happy. 